Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chump Chat. It's your boy, Johan Gomez, alongside my co-host and best friend, Tanner Tessman. Uh, make sure, well, first of all, thank you for listening and, and make sure if you don't have our post notifications on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, turn them on so you're notified as to when we post. And if you're, if you're not subscribed already, consider subscribing if you enjoy the content. And um, check out our last episode if you haven't. Shout out Jose Gallegos, our last guest. Um, got blessed a little bit with the Chum Chat blessing. Now he's on his way to Denmark. Um, and we're, we're pleased to, to have spoken to him about that and helped him a little bit with the transition. So we're looking forward to his next move. And yeah, today is the day of the Canada game. It's before the game, so we're going to give our predictions. We'll be reviewing a little bit of our personal lives this past week or so. Um, and we're going to talk about what we know, FC Dallas and the new transfers and uh, the national team news. So let's get right into it. Let's recap our last week, Tan. What's been up with you? Last week, man, we had... Uh... Obviously, right now, we, we don't have games um, for the international kind of breakish thing going on. I don't really know what you call it because it's like only some national teams. But uh, we've been training. We haven't got off like some of the guys in, in the Premier League. They're just chilling in Dubai. We have not got that the blessing yet. So we're, you know, we, we train like once a day. We had like two days off after our game versus enter. And then uh, we just been training. But it's just been chill, you know, just tying up a bit hanging out with the guys we got blasted with COVID though so we had like 10 guys in training for a couple days where usually you don't have like 25 or whatever so it was it was a little different not gonna lie but we back in action now had like a scrimmage today off tomorrow so we're getting ready for our next game versus Napoli that's good big game big game but let me ask how did you deal with that I re we recently got blasted with COVID we had seven players and I was one of the seven and we just like did a bunch of fitness I don't know what you guys did no, we did like, well, like we had a bunch of players with COVID before, like when we played enter. So we went to enter with like four academy guys. Like our head coach wasn't there. Our assistant coach wasn't there. We had like the academy coach with us. Like it was weird. It was a weird trip, but like, obviously we did well. We could have tied the game. We lost. And then after we get back and we had a day off and then another day off. And then we tested on the second day off and we had four more guys positive. So we're like not allowed to use the locker room, you know, coming in. You, you're not really going to do much, but yeah, we, the first day back, they were like, all right, no ball. Like we just ran and did gym. And then the second day was like individual, but not like individual training. Like we did passing patterns and stuff, but we were keeping our distance. And then the third day we had like a, a rondo and then that was pretty much it. But yeah, we ran every day. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it felt like it was like, yeah, exactly. Like three days and felt like a training camp almost again, like, yeah. like preseason again, just crazy. But, um, yeah. So I, our, our league is one of the leagues that doesn't stop. So actually, I was going to have three games this week. We played Sunday, so we could go today. Wednesday, and we're supposed to play today, but the Berlin team, which I, actually Kayo, um, a fellow national team guy, the O2, he plays there. Um, they got hit with COVID, so we didn't play them. And I was going to see Joel. I was going to go see Joel. He's going to come to the game. No. Uh, wow, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. Um, but we couldn't because of COVID, so we got today off. And yesterday off, and then we're back to it um, this week. We got two wins to start off the year, um, which is great, fantastic. Lucky to score one 
And they were both top five teams. So, you know, I'm really happy to, to, to get those results. And, and yeah, I guess. Uh, hey, like you, you, show, saw, you showed out, though. Hey, like you saw on Twitter, the chump chat blessing, you know, it works for the host, too. You know, that's why Tan's starting to get his starts in. I'm scoring some goals. So, hey, you know, the, the hosts are, aren't excluded from that. You know, it's not just the guests. This episode was presented by BET Online. There might be less football being played, but BET Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BET Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the New York comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BET Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BET Online, where the game starts. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just uh, that's kind of just our personal life uh, recently. We'll kind of do that segment every week if we can, um, if we don't have any guests. But let's kind of transition into some FC Dallas transfers now. Um, the last time we talked about FC Dallas, we got some positive feedback. I know that people like to hear about it. Um, Tan came up with the idea. He knows he's obviously a little bit of an insider. And um, I'm a little bit of an insider with in one aspect of uh, one of the new transfers that came. So, um, Tan, what do you know? What, what have you heard from around camp? Yeah, so in terms of I, I know you guys that are listening, the FC Dallas fans, you can go over to Third Degrees Podcast and pay a little bit to listen. But we do it here for free. Um, basically, you know, I, I was talking with some of the guys. I won't say any names, but they're saying training camp has been very weird. Um, they haven't, they haven't had a lot of numbers. Obviously you have Jesus with the national team. You have, um, Nanu who's not there yet. Then you have some of the staff, um, the strength coach and some of the staff is not there yet trying to get their, their, uh, what do you, green card or whatever's you need to, to live in the U S they haven't been able to get it yet because of COVID everything's backed up. So they haven't had the full numbers and staff they have. So some of the guys are saying they have a bunch of Academy guys and, and younger guys. And what they were saying is like, the level of like you have like a, a starting team, like you have the starters, whatever. And then there's like a massive drop off to like the Academy or North Texas guys. And they're just not mixing well. But some of the guys, one of the guys I talked to said, you know, first day. At first, so they had like they came and did like tests, whatever. And this is what, another reason they had numbers out is they had like six guys test positive on the first day when they came in to do medicals and stuff. So obviously not like crazy now. Nowadays, like that's just like whatever you're off. You obviously some guys might come back with it. And uh, so they came back and basically the first day they did like gym kind of light stuff. The second day was the first day on the, on the ball, on the field. And they played full field 11 v 11 for like 35 minutes, like first day of preseason. So I thought it was wild. Like usually preseason you're small and then you do like a bit of running and you build and you build and you build. Yeah. They said first day straight into 11 v 11 for 35 minutes, bro. And I was, I was tragic, but in terms of transfers, um, I know one signing that's going to happen, but it's, I mean, it's kind of released, um, but they haven't announced it, is a uh, goalie. Basically, new signing, Antonio, uh, he signed, but first year he plays with uh, MLS Next, and then his second year is with FC Dallas, so he's a bright future goalie. He's is a young confirmed? guy, tall. Yeah, yeah, confirmed for sure. So I'm excited for him. He's always been like a nice dude to talk to. Their whole family has been really nice. So I'm happy for him and, and see what happens, you know, in the future for him. But 
In terms of new transfers, I know they signed one of the college guys, the draft pick, the center back, um, who actually has his own golf company. Shout out. I don't know how you pronounce it, like Boge or Bogue, but I'm going to buy some of that for sure. But uh, that's all I know so far. No, but I think he must be a good player, of course, but um, they picked him pretty high. But I heard some people were a little bit confused by it because he's already like 25 or something like that, like 25, 26 or 24, something like that. Something. Obviously, yeah. that's not necessarily old. Um, not at all in like a lifetime perspective, but in terms of barely yeah. coming to the league as a rookie, it is a little bit on the older side for sure. But center backs, I guess yeah, you I mean, can be older and play center backs. It's not too much of a big deal. I think center backs definitely a position SLS is going to need in the future. Obviously we have the goat Matt Hedges, who's going to end his career in the next three to four years, I would say. And uh, then you got Nikosi who's coming up, who's a solid defender. And then you have Jose Martinez, who injured a bit last year, so you couldn't see his full potential, but you definitely need another center back. And they drafted him sixth pick overall, which is high. Um, I've talked with some of the guys, and, you know, he's a decent player, has room to develop, but we thought the same thing about Kosi when they came in, and he was a starter for the second half of the year and was man of the match for a bunch of games. So you never know. But uh, I'm not too sure about the other draft picks, if they've signed any. I think it's just the one so far. But uh, now they're currently in IMG in Florida training camp, having some games coming up. I'm excited to – if I'm able to watch them, I'm, I'm excited to see how they play and and whatnot. But Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of center backs, Che has been a center back. And we're talking about transfers coming in, but obviously transfers coming out also impacts, you know, the transfers that are coming in. That's a big exactly. – that's a big one. I mean, you look at Che, a guy who obviously has German-American nationality, has a German passport, was at Bayern too for a little bit was playing in the league I'm always playing in. They got relegated, you know, comes back to Dallas, starts a little bit, but towards the end of the season, I think when Ferruti came in, he wasn't starting as much, right? No, yeah. But he's still rated super highly. It's just a little bit of a weird case, you know, not necessarily starting MLS and boom, like goes straight to Hoffenheim first team and is expected to play a role. So it's pretty impressive and I'm, I'm excited to see him as well. But I don't know, you train with him a little bit more. Do you see him more like a center back or a right back kind of role? I for sure see him as a right back. Um, he's just too athletic to be a center back. I think like he can get forward and back. He has a good stamina. It's just the final third working on his crossing, like from different angles. Like he, he doesn't have a bad cross. You know, he put in a few assists with Pepe and whatnot, but at the next level, it's just different, you know, but, uh, you know, I was, it's a big jump to be honest. It's a big jump, um, to go all the way to Hoffenheim. Who's like, what are they like? fifth and above in the table like third place yeah they're fifth or but, uh, fourth or they're up there yeah so it's it's i mean it's a high level but i mean no doubt he can play but it's about getting the right opportunities and doing well in those and it seems like uh the german league believes in him you know like he was at Bayern, and um you know he's meant to stay in Bayern, but since we had a since brian reynolds left he had to come back and, and be with us and he did well but uh yeah it's a, that's one exciting player to watch and if you guys want him to have on, if, if you guys are the fans want to see Che on the podcast and we could talk about it with him, like and subscribe and leave a comment and then we'll make it happen. You know, like it's the chum chat thing. We do it for your fans. So just like a comment, do whatever. And, and you know, we'll, we'll reach out and make it happen. We'll make it happen. We definitely will. Uh, we've been in contact with him. I actually have a little bit of a scoop. I don't know if we can keep this in, but we'll, we'll keep it in. I think I think it's good enough. So my brother was at camp. And um, obviously, Che was at camp, too, the senior senior team camp in December. And um, apparently, Che was, like, very determined to go to Bayern. 
he was like, I want to go to Bayern. I want to go to Bayern. I want to go to Bayern. And then, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously it didn't go that way, but there was a little birdie in his ear that was saying, I'm not going to say who it was, but he was telling Che not to come to Bayern because he would never break through. He was like, don't go there. You're not going to break through. They're just going to, you end up going to play for the second team in a fourth division now. And, and then Che was like, no, 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 I'm going to get loaned. And he said, I'm going to get loaned like Chris to Hoffenheim or something. That's what he said, not knowing. Like, this was a couple months ago, not knowing now that he would end up at Hoffenheim. He goes, no, I'm going to be like Chris. They'll loan me out or whatever, and then I'll come back and earn my spot or whatever. Obviously, it didn't end up happening. He's not a Bayern. But we can say that he did manifest it pretty well. And he's at Hoffenheim with Chris now. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's too disappointed about that, you could say. But I, I definitely know that he wanted to go to Bayern. But um, like I said, I don't think he's too disappointed where he ended up. Yeah, I mean, definitely wouldn't be disappointed to end up at Hoffenheim. Um, that is funny you said. <laughs> That's so funny that you said there's just somebody that told him he wouldn't break through at Bayern. That's so funny. But I don't know. Bayern seemed you know to really love is, uh, Che. Yeah, Bayern really seemed to love Che. So I don't know, maybe it could happen, but I think it's definitely good. He took a, a step to Europe and then, you know, see how he does this year, get some minutes. And um, you never know, that transfer to Bayern could happen very soon. Yeah, exactly. That's the way the German league works. If you play good for another team, Bayern will buy you and you'll play a role in the first team. So it might be even better. Exactly. 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 Now, speaking about right backs and speaking about FCL's transfers, and you mentioned him earlier, Nanu, a guy that not many people know about. You know, you asked me about him when he signed. I was extremely surprised to see that he signed. And I actually have a connection to him, some a little bit. He was one of the first teamers, and I told you this, Santa, but this is more for the audience. He was one of the first teamers that was playing down with us in the second half of the season last year at Porto B because we were in the relegation zone trying to fight off relegation. So he was helping us. Now, he's a natural right back, but the first team's coach was the right back for our team. So obviously it was hard to kick him out of that spot. So they put him at left back. He's a pretty good left back. I wouldn't say anything. You know, a couple of people asked me within that team, you know, what is he like? How did, how's his play style? And I would say he's a, he's a really fast guy. He's known for his speed. Um, he's okay. Technical wise, but you know, it's more speed defensively. It's like, he's pretty good, pretty solid. Um, but he's more, more, more known for his attacking ability, putting crosses and stuff like that. Maybe being more of a wing back, maybe they see him as a wing back or even a winger, but, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then I remember Tanner asking me, uh, yo, like how good does he speak English? Like maybe we can get him on and talk about like the connection between both of us, you know, Tanner, Dallas, me, Porto. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't really interact with him that much because to be fair, when they would come down, they would come down literally. So if we play in Lisboa, They'd, and we'd be there, we'd drive there, and then they'd get the news that they didn't make the roster for the A-team. So they'd drive and whatever, or fly that night before the game to Lisboa. So we'd literally not interact with them at all until, like, the game. They'd show up at the locker room, basically, or show up at breakfast the morning of. Yeah. So, you know, you're not conversing with them. So I told Tan, I was like, I don't really know how well he speaks English. You know, maybe he does. Um, and then the FC Dallas – the FC Dallas video of him like saying hi to the fans comes out. And it was so funny because Tanner sent it to me on Instagram and I didn't see it. And I saw it on Twitter first and I sent it to him on Twitter. And we were both like, yeah, we're not having him on. But he could barely even say like, thank you to the fans. But, you know, I think I think he'll be a perfect fit for FC Dallas and it'll be interesting. But, but yeah, lastly, uh, a big guy. And this is going to help us transition to our last little uh, topic of the day. Areola to FC Dallas. 
What do you think of that? This to me is perfect, right? Because you, the FC Dallas way is right to develop players. That's the motto. And they do that within, with homegrowns, with academy products like me. Also, like you, they were trying to develop and, and things didn't work out. But that's their motto, right? It's develop coaches as well. You see Lucci, you see Oscar, you know, they, they develop from within and they produce it to the first team. And they also do it with South Americans, with foreigners like uh, Shun from Hungary. They, they buy young players from elsewhere to do the same thing, to develop and then send them out but also to help the team, obviously. And I think the ones that come from outside, like South America or Europe or wherever, they see them as a little bit more experienced because usually these type of players have played in 30, 40, 50 games in their first leagues in their country. So they bring them in with a little more experience to help the team more than a homegrown might because they don't have as much experience. So that's kind of the way I see it. But yeah, Paul Ariola to me is the perfect player you need. You need so me and some of the guys, I won't mention any names, at, at FC Dallas last year and this year, we were the only team in MLS that didn't have an, a player that played on another MLS team. So it's a league where it's, a, an, it's an American league. So you need players like, say, for example, the NBA. You have LeBron who played at the Cavs, he played at the Lakers, he played in Miami. He knows the league. He knows different scenarios. He's played with different players, different coaches. We didn't have that. We had only FC Dallas players or college players or whatever or players from different leagues, and we didn't have any MLS experience. And I think Paul Ariel is the perfect signing, somebody that you know what you're going to get. He's going to score goals. He's going to get assists. He's going to be a threat. He's going to be a great locker room guy. He's shown that on the national team. He's shown that at D.C. And he's, he's a great player, a great signing. He's going to be a leader for the guys. He works with young players well, as we see with Kevin Perez. So, I mean, I think it's a perfect signing for FC Dallas. I'm, I'm super excited for him. Obviously, I met Paul when I was at a national team camp in January, super nice guy, showed love and respect to me the whole time. Um, even though I, you know, I was coming in, no caps, whatever, he treated me the same. So I'm super excited for the guys and, and, uh, and him as well. I think it's a great signing. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's a great guy. I Maybe mean, we can have him on later on. Obviously, he's played in, uh, he's even played in Liga MX um, with Tijuana. He was actually maybe even going to go to America instead of FC Dallas. So that was a, uh, something into consideration that he might have gone back to the Mexican league. Um, so I think it's really interesting. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Obviously, he has struggled with injuries a little bit. Um, so credit to the Hunts for taking for, you know, I think it's like the biggest trade in league history or something like that involving GAM. I don't know too much about it, but um, yeah, it's a big it's a big risk, but it also has a lot of reward, if that makes sense. You know, if he doesn't pan out, it's going to be like, hmm, it was a huge trade for nothing. But at the same time, like you said, he's proven. He knows scenarios. He knows the league. You know, I think he can work well. Obviously, there's a couple of clips where he already assisted, assisted Jesus. Jesus assisted him. So I think it's perfect to build the attack. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see how he works with Dallas. I want to mention a funny story. Um, maybe leave this in, maybe not. But I want to mention a funny story it was with um, me. You know how the, the homegrowns, all the young players, we kind of joke around with each other, like saying, like, you know, all like, Paxson and Jesus, y'all are different level, like y'all make money or, you know, you drive this car, or, you know, whatever. So with Paxson, we always joke. He's like, oh, he's a purple shirt. Like he's different. You know, like the purple shirt is a MLS all-star. The year he was MLS all-star, they wore a purple shirt. So we're like, okay. oh, like, hey, Dante, when you go to the game, like what, what color jersey you got? And he's like, mine's red or white. And I was like, uh, Pax, what about you, bro? And he's like, you know, he's like hating all the, all the stuff or whatever. But anyways, this was before, um, this was before I went to national team, before Dante was, 
I mean, obviously Dante's been in Ashley for a while, but like the twenties or the twenty threes, and um, it was just Paxton pretty much that had been an Ashley team and Brandon, of course. But um, Paxton, we were talking about Paxton. We we're like, yo, he's so different. Like at a, a national team camp, and we were like, you know, we're talking about it. We're like, I bet you're at national team camp. Like you just go and and you hang out with the guys, like the high guys, like Walker, because he was talking about camp and stuff. And and I remember Dante was like, he was walking over and he was like, what's up, Paul, brother? brother paul how are you doing brother and it was so funny imitating paxton and now it's just gone full circle and and now paul's at, at fc dallas with paxton so i thought it was a funny story they boys both two trumps out alums dante and paxton will know what i'm talking about so it was a funny story now for a quick ad break what i'm about to say might shock you but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a go on the field he's a go when it comes to investing too he invests in stocks crypto and even art now you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. That's right, Masterworks. Masterworks is an investing platform that lets you buy shares represented in an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. Art price outpaced the S&P 500 in 164% from 1992 to 2021. Get priority access with their gameplay promo. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Go to it. Yeah, that is funny. And like kind of the same as what Justin did, like the manifestation of it, you know, it happened it ended up, it ended up happening. So um, it's interesting to see. I think, you know, I also saw that FC is getting more media attention. I think I saw on Twitter that they had like a full page ad for Paul which that was the point that we were talking about in our last FC Dallas episode about the marketing and stuff like that. that. Those things are important. You know, if someone sees that a national team player, a national team regular, you know, is part of FC Dallas, now you have Jesus in the national team also that they can help market that. Obviously, Jesus is a super marketable name. Like, you have to dig into that. You know what I mean? That sure. he's gone, but you have, you know, guys that are still there now. And and um, the non-new kid on the block, that was awesome. You know, hopefully it gets people in the seats. And, and I think um, – they'll have a, a successful season in terms of making money wise. I don't know. What do you think would be like a successful season for FC Dallas considering all these moves that they're making? And I think there's still a big one to be made. that's not announced the Velasco guy. I don't know if that's gone through yet, but yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think a successful season for the team would be obviously to make playoffs. I think, you know, a year of not making playoffs is like devastating. Cause like, I don't know the year I played the full year we made playoffs to me, it was like, we were never not going to make playoffs. Like, how do you not make playoffs? And I've always thought this about American leagues, like NBA, NFL, whatever. But it is harder than it looks. And you got to have the team and whatnot to, to do it. But I think also, once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different season. So I think first, you just need to make it to the playoffs. Um, preferably a, a home playoff spot, so a top four finish. But that's tough with a, you know, a new coach, a bunch of new players kind of a new staff and everything. So it'll be tough, but I think it's very doable, but for sure make playoffs. And then in terms of the, the hunts and the, and the different people high up, I think it's just getting fans in the seat and, and interacting more with the community because, you know, with COVID it's, it's definitely different in America. It's way more open up. And I think they need to take advantage of that because other teams can't do this and it's been missed for two years now. So I think getting involved with the fans, having those pop-ups or, or uh, meet and greets again, uh, get the players back out. I think it'll be massive for the for the for the fans and, and the community to to see what FC Dallas can do in terms of helping the community. And at the end of the day, that'll 
just grow the fan base more for FC Dallas and help out the community that they're in. So I think those are two things that can that we can look forward to. I think so too, bro. That's perfect. That's perfectly said. And I just actually thought of this. I think these years are so crucial for FC Dallas and the Hunts. It could be the like literally the best time in their lives to make lifelong FC Dallas fans. You have 2022 this year, a World Cup year. Okay, they can really capitalize with having a good year this year, lead into having a successful season, a successful team. Then those fans are like, okay, maybe FC Dallas go to a couple games. Then they watch the World Cup. Hopefully, US makes it. Like, okay, I'm I'm actually a soccer fan now, a football fan. You know, yeah. um, maybe I should support my local team. Now you have a couple more fans, right? Now you have 23, 24, 25, 26, 26. The World Cup is in the US. So all those years, if you can have a successful team and create fans a little by little each year up until the culmination of the hopefully the exploding of the sport in the in the U.S., which would be 26, the, the U.S. hopefully has a successful World Cup, whatever it may be. I promise you, you're going to have thousands and thousands of new fans, dedicated fans, lifelong fans, and that just creates a whole new generation. And that's what keeps it going. That's why the Cowboys have so many fans. They created a, a great fan base in the 80s, 90s when they were good. And that's why so many people suffer now because their kids, their kids are still fans. So that's what the FC Dallas should go after, you know, having making fans now and having their kids be fans and their grandkids be fans and so on and so forth. But yeah, uh, lastly, I think we need to transition into the national team. Speaking of the national team, speaking of World Cups, we got a World Cup qualifier tonight. U.S. Canada, a couple hours. I think it's like three and a half hours away. Analysis and predictions. Let's get after it. Oh, actually, let's talk about the game versus uh, uh, versus El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, so I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, I stayed up and watched the game, uh, or at least 70 minutes of the game, 75 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough game to articulate because El Salvador is a, a team at the bottom of the table. So you expect to win. And especially the lineup we put out there, you expect to win against any team in CONCACAF, almost. Um, I thought we played well. Um, I don't, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, obviously you have Jesus missing uh, for sure. Jesus should have gone down on the first, on the first one. I don't know what he's thinking, trying to stay up dog. Just if you're listening, bro, just go down next time, bro. And the second one, um, you know, every striker wishes they could have that one back. But, uh, you know, I think if we score one of those, it's a whole different game. I think for sure we, we win three zero, but I mean, we got the job done. Players played well. I don't think anybody played really bad. Um, so it's, it's all good takeaways and one to build on three points is massive in a world cup qualifier. So I don't know. Did you, did you watch the game? I watched some of it. Yeah. I think I, I watched a little bit less than 70. I, uh, so yeah, I actually did watch it. I didn't, I think I tuned in right after the Jesus sitter. I watched it later in highlights. Um, obviously, like you said, um, as a striker, I can empathize though, because you know, not everyone's hundred percent and it's, it's a tough law to deal with. I'm sure he maybe wishes he had gone in with his head or with his left foot, but you know, it happens to the best of us. And I think he played a decent game from what I saw. Uh, he played well for sure. Yeah. You know, false nine kind of just getting people in the attack and even he was got the assist. Um, so yeah, I think it was a solid game. Like you said, three points is what matters. And, and now I think this is the big one, the Canada, the Canada game, you know, you can go into first place or, or you can drop points. So um yeah, I think a prediction for me for this game, um, I don't know, it's in Canada. It should be cold. I haven't seen the weather, what it's looking like, but I'm assuming Freezing, it's going to be pretty bro. cold. Freezing. Um, Three feet of snow. Three feet of snow. 
don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough to predict these games. If you have Pulisic come out how he did last game, I don't want to knock on him too much because I've seen so many people knocking him already, like, unnecessarily. So, you know, it's tough to come from a slump with your club team to your national team. Maybe he feels that like he has to do more than he has to when he really doesn't. Um, but I think if he picks it up, he's a game changer like he usually is, and the U.S. can can bag it. But um, I'm, 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 I'm feeling a 1-1 maybe. I don't know. 1-1. Ooh. Wasn't it 1-1 last time? They played uh, in the U.S. I think it was 1-1. I think it was um, 1-1. It was 1-1. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, man, I think we're going to win 2-1. I think USA yeah. is going to win Honestly, 2-1. Honestly, I might even feel a 0-0. If it's like one of those just cold, hard-fought games, I could, I could see one of those playing out. But I, think, I don't know. I man, feel like both think... of the attacks are so potent, though. You know, they have David. That's like Buchanan. where the best things are. Yeah. Jonathan David, he's cold. Um, Tejon is cold. Yeah. Tejon is next level. Tejon's, yeah, Tejon's good. I mean, they, their attack is good. Uh, they're missing Davies, which is horrible. You know, I wish Davies was there. You know, you want to play the best to be the best. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good matchup. I'll, Tim, I don't know if you know, Tim Way is not going to the game. He of course, can't of go course. because of the COVID. So, that, I think that's a – you have to change the style of play a little bit. Obviously, Brendan – uh, Chumchad alum, I think he'll get the start. I'm not 100% sure if he will or not, but I think he's a he's a similar type of player as Tim Weah, but um, I think Tim just a little more in behind, faster. You can always He can always get on a ball and hold it up well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what starting 11. You want to do like a little starting 11 prediction or not? We'll do a little starting 11 prediction together, though, so we don't waste too much time. But I want to say this about Brendan. Shout out Chumchad alum. He's a real dude. I don't know if you guys know this. He shot two times with us because the first time, we lost the file somehow, some way, and he shot again with us. Um, May time, so Dude. shout out to him. He's a great guy. Um, but I think he actually might be perfect for a game like this because I don't know if you saw, he's in the 1% in the world of, of like, running, highest yeah. running. Yeah, so if a game is, like, super well fought, he'll run all game and he'll win the ball for you. So I think that's someone who can be very valuable. But, yeah, let's get a starting 11 going. Obviously, I think in the, in the back and goal, Matt Turner, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Matt Turner – for sure, he I mean, he turned up clean sheet, so we'll go with Matt Turner. Matt Turner, and we'll start from the right. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, let's start from the left. Dennis. Let's start from, start from the left. Let's start from left. the left. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Robinson for sure. The goal scorer, of course. I think, you know, I think they're going to switch Richards out. I think this is what they do at camps. You know, you call players in to make them play. Uh, I think Richards played a great game. I think he, I think he deserves to start again, but I think I, I could see Greg putting Miles in the back with Walker. Okay. I've I just okay. seen a little bit of media posts with with Miles in the pictures, so the media def I, the media definitely knows which players are playing and how it's going in training. So I think Miles is going to start in the back. Although I I 100 wish it was Chris, but I think it's going to be Miles. Yeah, double Walker. double chum chat alum at the back. You can't complain too much. Clean sheet. Now if they if they don't keep a clean sheet, then you ask yourself why you switched up. But obviously, yeah. Canada is a more potent, te- potent team up front than El Salvador, of course. But um, I don't know. We'll say we'll say Miles and Walker. I trust you. I haven't seen too much of that media, but um, I think in the right you have to go Dest. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. What other options do you have? You don't have Scali yeah. there. You didn't get called up. Who else do you have? You have Lennon. Lennon uh, got called up. You have. Yeah. You, well, Lennon's out because he had an ankle injury. But you have Reggie Cannon. I don't. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You, I mean, you have – I guess you could throw in Kellen Acosta, could play right back, but I don't see that happening. Um, 
yeah, I think the the real option is either Dest or Reggie. But I Reggie think, is more informed than Dest, wouldn't you say? Because Dest isn't getting that much. Yeah, for sure. Barcelona. No, for sure. But I was expecting Reggie in the first game, and then see how Dest does in the, in training. Maybe a swap early, like thirty minutes on, or thirty like he'll play thirty minutes in the second half and see how Dest does, and then start Dest versus Canada. But they started in versus El Salvador, so. It's tough. I think Reggie's for sure and more informed than than Dest. I mean, obviously he's been playing every game in Portugal. Yeah, but... Yedlin also. But he has like a whole club situation going on, so I think he's he's not really, you know. Yeah, he wasn't on the roster last time, so Yedlin is a good option. I think if Yedlin's on the roster, he'll start. But uh, if not, I think we go with Dest. You got to be secure in the back. In midfield, this is an interesting one. I think it has to stay the same, don't you think? Weston, yeah, Tyler, sure. and uh, Musa. Yeah, I mean yeah, they're pretty sure, solid, the all three of them. So I think yeah, we're, they all balled out. One conclusion there, and the four was where it gets interesting. Definitely super interesting, actually, because now you have both of the nines for FC Dallas guys, two guys that we know. There's a bit and of you a have debate there. You have Zardes, who is Jesse, a great he, favorite. He subbed on last game. Pepe didn't. So, and then you have Christian Pulisic, who who was the first sub off, didn't have the best game he wanted. Not in form with Chelsea. Big you massive keep game. Keep pulling off in these games, though. You keep pulling off in these games. That's what I'm saying. It's it's definitely tough. I mean, you see Jordan Moore subbed on and Brennan Aronson subbed on. So could we see Morris? I think for sure we say Brennan Aronson. I think I'm I want to lock in Brennan Aronson. I'm locking in Brendo. I'm locking in Brendo and Pulisic, honestly. Okay, and I Brendo think it's in Pulisic. the air for Pepe like and, and Jesus. But I think he puts. You think Pepe. it's Pepe think, and Jesus? I think he puts Pepe. I think he puts Zardes. Really? Yeah, bro. That's a bold statement. That is bold. I just That's bold. I just don't know how you sub on. Like Pepe didn't even play last game. You know, I think Pepe's more informed, but he's going through a little difficult spout with obviously the transfer, and it's not easy, as you know. So. Maybe Pepe wasn't doing good in training or whatever. I don't know why you don't start Pepe in the first game. But Jesus probably turns up in training. So I think Jesus played a great game, to be honest with you. Like, I, I watched a whole compilation. Comp, compilation? What do you call it? Compilation, yeah. A whole, a whole compilation of Jesus, all his touches. And I, I watched her in the game, and I thought he was playing really well. He just got tainted by not scoring that, that one chance, really, in the second one a little bit. But... You know, if, if he scores that goal, I think he's man of the match for sure. So it could be Pep, it could be Jesus again. I just the U.S. always changes it. You know, like they, I feel, I feel like it's very rare they go with the same front three back to back games. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That's why that's why I say while I was talking about earlier the defense. I think that's one thing Greg is pretty good at that they've kept a good amount of clean sheets. So I don't know if he'd change it up, but. Um... But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Miles has been a Greg favorite also. And, and in the front, but we're really talking about the front. So I don't I don't see him starting Zardes. But if he does, if he does just get ready for like a Twitter uproar. <laughs> yeah. A just massive for like a social media debate, uproar. Bro. It'll be a whole. Uh, but I, I think we can. I, I would go Pepe with you. I'm confident if you want to go Pepe, I'll, I'll go Pepe. We'll go Pepe. We'll go Pepe. So that's our 11. Um Obviously, I don't know. We're not going to repeat it, but you guys heard it. And maybe Anthony. Yeah, we'll flash up, up a little. Yeah, we'll pop it up on the screen. And Tell uh, us what but you by think the time about this it. comes out, this will come out tomorrow. Then um, you guys will obviously already know how it ended up. So 
Um, but yeah, we're praying for the best, and I think they'll they'll get the. I they won't lose. I don't think they'll lose. They'll definitely either tie or win, which I think is a decent result either way. So you can't complain too much. Yeah, either way, it's a good result. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we did. We had all the topics. Did well. Solid. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chump Chat. This is a fun one talking about, you know, our personal lives again, you know, FC Dallas transfers and the national team games, which is always an important topic for all of us. So, um, so for both of us, I mean, so just want to say a big thank you for tuning in. This episode is presented by BET Online. Um, stay tuned for a future giveaway announcement. We've been talking a lot this week, me and Tan, just about ways to improve Chump Chat. We're adding people to the team. So we're super excited for what we have in store for you guys. And um, just remember to turn on post notifications, subscribe if you haven't. If you enjoyed it, be free to uh, feel free to share it with your friends, with your family. And uh, like we always say, go find your own success. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.